So we're in this series called Summer Playlist, and we've had a couple weeks of it already. The first week we talked about the Bible, and uh, the idea of the, the Summer Playlist is when you make a playlist or when you put a song in order, maybe back in the day you made a tape, and uh, you put your favorite songs on there, and you put that thing in, and it just took you to a place. It changed your atmosphere, like a playlist. Maybe you have a workout one or something like that, but you put that in, and uh, all of a sudden your atmosphere changes. It just takes you like an immediate impact, and we believe that there's things in Scripture uh, that work that way, that you just take a hold of God's truth, you plug that into your life, you can see an atmosphere change, you can see an immediate impact. And so the first week we talked about the Bible, that God's Word does that. When we study God's Word, when we, when we stay into the things that God is saying and speaking through His Word, that makes an immediate impact. Last week we talked about prayer. When you devote your life to praying and, and to being people of prayer, uh, that what we speak and what we pray, the, the God, God says that this world was framed by God's words. And if we're like God, then the scripture says life and death is in the power of our tongue. What we speak makes a difference. It creates our future. And so we need to pray out uh, what we believe God has for our lives. And so prayer is a big one. And then this week, is a big one too, and uh, it makes an immediate impact. I, I've heard amazing testimonies, and I've experienced and remember in my life when I put this topic into my life and saw an immediate impact of it. And so today, I uh, want to talk to you about baptism, just such an awesome central truth to when you put this in your Christian walk, like God designed uh, baptism to be a part of your Christ following life. It's just, it's a part of what uh, we do and how we walk. And so what's cool is Sunday, August 6th, we have baptism here at this church, and we just throw parties when it comes to baptism. Uh, on New Year's Day this year, we actually had baptism. And so when people were like, oh, I don't know, church on New Year's Day, I was like, we're doing baptism, we're going to have a party, and it's going to be awesome. And a whole bunch of people in both services got baptized, and we just make it a big deal because God makes it a big deal. And I think what happens in culture is you hear something like baptism, and you go, well, I've already been baptized, and so baptism Sunday is coming on the 6th, we don't need to be there, or it doesn't matter that much for me, and, and we check out, and we just take away from the power that is in something like this that God called us to. Uh, the word tradition can get stuffy or stale or boring, and so when you talk about like traditions in Christianity or walks with God, you kind of think like, oh, this is where the boring starts to set in, but there's great like power in reverence, in moments, in going through, um, when I say going through the motions, I don't mean like just going through the motions. I mean like enacting our lives into the motions that God created us to do in his word, such things as baptism, like just devoting our lives to this public expression of baptism. And so we just, we just throw a big party and, and think about it, you know, maybe for you, uh, you have these times in your life where, where like moments all of a sudden like really matter. They just, all of a sudden, they just stand out to you. You're like, wow, that was really a moment. Uh, you have it with your kids, or maybe you have it with your husband, or all of a sudden, you're like, you're just going about in life, and then all of a sudden, like, wow, this moment that we're in is really special. And I believe that God designed baptism and different things in our life, in our Christian walk with him, that do that. Not like, oh, I should get baptized. Oh, church is doing baptism. But wow, like, baptism is happening on August 6th. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, this is going to be a moment. This is going to be a holy moment where for years and years, like, think about this, the roster of people who've devoted their lives to being baptized. If you get baptized, you're joining this fleet of people that includes Jesus who was baptized. What an awesome thing to be like, oh, it's not like, oh yeah, I've been to Wrigley Field. 
it was awesome. And this guy went to, no, like I, I, my life, I was baptized and Jesus was baptized too. Like it's it's an amazing thing if we look at it for what it really is, just the power behind it all. And so I have a couple points that I want to lay out and I want you to just hear it in a new way. I want you as a church congregation, even if you've already been baptized, I want you to grab something and hold on to it because you may share it. You know, Scripture says that we're called to give an account. We, we should be Christians who, who speak of, who, who can share of. And so take these revelations and you never know before August 6th who you may have an experience with somebody and, and you might be able to say, you know what, my church is doing this baptism thing and I think it would really help you and it would really free you. And Amen. So a few things for you. I want to give you the first point. The first point is the same as last week's first point. And uh, if Jesus was baptized, we should be baptized. The truth is, if it was good enough for Jesus, and if it was something that Jesus felt was important enough that he should do it, how many think it's important enough for us to do it? If Jesus participated in it, I think, and we're called to be Christ-like, uh, then I think important, uh, it's an important part of our Christian walk. If you're a Christ follower, you've made Jesus Lord of your life, then you should make baptism a part of your life. And I would say this, you know, for you, as you hear these words, you say, well, maybe I, I was baptized as a young one and, and I didn't really know much about it. And I didn't, the uh, question we get all the time, and I'm going to answer it again at the end is, can you be baptized again? What I want is I want you to have the encounter with God. I want you to have the moment with God. And so I want it to mean something to you. So if you're here and you're like, I don't quite remember it. I don't, I don't, I don't have like a moment with God. It didn't have meaning to me. Then there's no rules against you being baptized again. And so be praying and be thinking, you know, as we talk through these things, um, is it something I need to do again? Is it something that I need to offer up to God as another opportunity? Because you want to be Christ-like. And, uh, and so that, that's the aim is to be Christ-like. And so uh, point number two, uh, we're going to pull this from a scripture here in a minute. I'm going to jump right to point number two. Point number two is this, it pleases God. Point number two about baptism, and the thing about baptism is it pleases God. Check this out in Mark chapter one, verse nine. It says, at the time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, was baptized by John in the Jordan, just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit, descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. You are my son whom I love, with you, in you I'm well pleased, I'm pleased. Like, so think about it this way, like we're all, so Jesus is God's son, but he's also called us sons and daughters. So think about it. On that day, if you choose to be baptized, you're going to get to experience the same thing Jesus did. You're going to go down underwater and you'll come back up. And I believe heaven is saying over you, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I love you. And I'm so pleased with you. And I'm pleased with this decision that you made. Amen. And think about it. We all want to make our dad proud, right? You literally make your dad proud when you participate in baptism. God is pleased with it. When you say publicly, I'm acknowledging the work that God has done on the inside of me, I'm taking a step in baptism and publicly displaying that way, God looks from heaven and says like, yeah, I love you. Good job. I'm pleased with that. Amen? I think that's a pretty cool thing. That's not like a stuffy tradition, like, oh, another church motion. No, like it's a really cool thing that God looks down on from heaven. I thought about this uh, just as a church, like I just mentioned, like we throw a party. And if God is up in heaven saying, hey, look at that. I love that. I'm proud of you. That's a big deal. Like, that's awesome. How much more so should the congregation be that way? How much more so should our reaction, reaction as a church be like, 
Baptism Sunday's coming up on August 6th. We got to be there. And we got to be there because my brother, my sister is getting baptized. And I want to be able to say, check it out. I'm pleased with that. Well done, guys. Amen. August 6th isn't like, oh, it's Baptism Sunday. We better skip out on that. You know, we don't. No, that's our day to join with God and be like, good job, brother, sister. We love you. We're proud of you. Amen. Let's throw a party. So August 6th, mark it in your calendar. Like, let's make this a big deal. It pleases God. It makes God proud. Even in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, you see God say this, whoever acknowledges, Jesus speaking, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. And that's what baptism is. It's saying, hey, God, I got saved. God did a work on the inside of me, but now publicly in front of everybody else, I want to let them know about that transformation. I want to say, hey, world, like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you that God has done a great thing in me, and, and here's what I'm going to go through. It's symbolic. It's meaningful. It's a, it's a public expression of what God has done on the inside of you. And uh, the scripture says that God will acknowledge that, will praise that, will honor that, will reward that in front of his heavenly father, in front of God. Isn't that pretty awesome? So again, it's just, it's just a very rewarding thing. Um, I thought about it like this. Uh, it's funny when you think about baptism, right? I mean, so it's like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to get this tank. We're going to fill it with water, which is heated, just so everybody knows. Calm down. It's heated. And, um, and so it's heated, and it's, and it's easy, and it's just a cool thing. Uh, but really, when you think about it, it's super weird, right? So we're going to have this room full of people. They're going to come watch me go under the water, come back under the water. My makeup's going to run. You know, my hair's going to be all crazy. We've got all this stuff to it. And you're like, oh, it's so weird. And church is so weird. And Christians are so weird. But it's funny when we get out in the world how we applaud like people's allegiances and the more passionate they are and essentially sometimes at times the more weird they are. We're like, like if I go to a Michigan game and you see the crazy fan who's like decked out, head to toe, and when the crazy guy comes by, like you high five him. You're like, hey, look at this guy, awesome, high five, bro, yeah. And you like, you cheer it. But when somebody wants to make a public expression of their affiliation in church and it may be like kind of a weird water thing, you're just like, oh, I don't know, those Christians being weird again, Amen. <laughs> just saying like just 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 think about it though like what we're doing the expression i think about it all the time like i wear michigan wolverine gears or i'll wear uh, like a sports team or nike or something like that i'll wear because it like shows what my allegiance is or what i'm into it shows it expresses like what i'm connected to and that's what baptism is it's saying like hey just publicly i'm just making an expression before god and the world and others like hey this is what i'm connected to and what we're connected to brings me to my third point, and that's this, is we publicly identify the work of the cross, which is what everything is about. Now, let me get a little bit teachy here, so don't get boring, or don't get bored. I'll get boring, you don't get bored. <laughs> um, so the public work of the cross, it's identifying with the whole purpose and baseline of everything. It's saying, like, as a human being, I have come to the understanding of what Jesus did for me, the way that God bought me back from what happened in the garden and sin came in, and then he sent his son, Jesus, who died on the cross for my sin, which redeemed me back to God when I choose him. And so what it is, is it's saying I'm connecting with the death of Jesus, the burial and the resurrection coming into new life, it's saying, I'm connecting, I'm identifying with that, I'm connecting my experience to that. So death, Jesus died for our sins, he was buried, came to new life, raised from the dead, because 
death couldn't hold him. Those things couldn't hold him down. And so it's the same thing for us. We're saying, God, and and I'll give you a scripture here in a minute for this, but it's the same thing. It's saying, I'm letting the world know. I'm doing this thing of a symbol of like, in my life, I've died to my old self and I've gone underwater. And in that grave of water, those things that held me, those things that kept me back, those things that kept me chained, old thinking, old ways, old things, those don't win. They stay in the water. They stay in the watery grave, and I get to come up in new life. Amen? And so that's what we get to experience, and it's really powerful. It's, you're stepping into a place with God, and you're saying, God, this symbol, this idea of I'm dying to all of this, and I know that it's going to stay dead and stay in this watery grave, and I'm going to come up in new life. There's power in that. It's not just some old tradition that we do because we're a church. No, there is so much in it for us. Amen? The word baptism in the Greek is to be submerged, is baptizo, is, is baptizo, which where we get baptism, but it's to be submerged or a sinking or a sunk grave. One translation is a final. And so I believe that about baptism. You got saved and God is doing a work on the inside of you. And then when you go under the water, there's like a final that happens on the inside of you. you. You bury some things. You bury and leave some things in the water and come up in new life. Amen? Baptism is an outward expression of what you have already decided in your heart. That's what's really cool about baptism is you gave your life to God and he's working on the inside of you. And then basically you're going public with it. You're saying like, hey, everybody needs to know this is what's happening on the inside of me. It's like my wedding ring. This wedding ring right here, and be careful how I say this, it really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything. Like there's no power, secret power when I put it on. It doesn't do anything, okay? But what it does, and we believe there's a lot of spiritual symbolism behind it, all that kind of stuff. But what, but what it does is it says to the world, hey, world, this is the outward expression of what's happened on the inside of me. I've given my life to somebody. I love somebody with all my heart. Here, I want you to see that I've made that commitment. Do you understand? It's the same thing with baptism. It's like God's done a work. I, God's done, I've given my whole life to him. I, I'm committed to him. And I want to make an outward expression to the world that like, here it is. Here's my death, burial, resurrection, and new life. Like, here it is, world. Amen? Amen. I thought about um, our hearts were linked to God, and then we made a public display of it. That's what baptism is. Point number four, and this is one of my favorites if you think about this. Point number four is you're living out the Great Commission. You're living out the Great Commission. So Jesus, before he ascends into heaven, he goes and he says, listen, guys. Now, really, remember this. Whenever you leave... So maybe it's the kids with a babysitter, or maybe you leave the, the housekeeper, or you leave the who's ever watching your house. You always say the most important things at the end, right? You're like, okay, now listen, before I leave, this, this, this. Like, this is really important that you get this. So Jesus is about to ascend in heaven. The scripture says that he's going to leave us the Holy Spirit, and he gives you his last, like, listen, Uh, And it's called the Great Commission. And it's this. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, reach people, love people. And then he says, and make sure that you baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so what some people call the Great Commission, the Great Command. He didn't say, maybe go do this. He didn't say, it'd be nice if you could. He's like saying, listen, my final like direction, my command is go into all the world and baptize people baptize them. Like that's how much he believes in it. It's like we got to reach people and we have to baptize them. Do you know how awesome it is 
that if Jesus' heart's desire was to see people baptized, when you get baptized, you're fulfilling Jesus' heart's desire? That's amazing. How incredible is that? So we think, oh, I don't know, I'll be nervous, I might look weird, I don't know, I get anything. Well, think about it that way. To know that when you get baptized, it pleases God and fulfills the heart's desire that he has for mankind, that's a huge deal. Amen? And so you're living out the Great Commission. I just think that's unbelievable that we get, and it's so important to God that it was one of the last things he says, like, go out and baptize people. So again, so much more for the congregation. On August 6th, when it becomes, when it's baptism day, what should our response be as people who are witnesses of it? Man, I got to be there because I get to watch the Great Commission fulfilled in my church body. Amen? So let's be here. I think that's a big deal. Uh, a couple things I, I, I want to do before I close up is uh, two things that baptism does that I want you to notice. Two things. Is it demonstrates and it activates. It demonstrates under the water that you're leaving things in the water. The old you, the old way of thinking, the old habits, the old things you're saying, like I'm burying those. This is a final grave. And Romans talks about how this can happen. It says in Romans 6, 3, it says, or you do not know that all of us who were baptized under Christ Jesus were baptized unto his death, meaning we're connecting, we're symbolizing with the death. Verse four, we were therefore buried with him through baptism unto the death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father, we too may have new life. And so we activate a new life. So there's a demonstrating of the old goes away, and then there's an activating this newness, which is what we saw with Jesus. Jesus coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn and the spirit ascending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. It activated something. It started something as the Holy Spirit came upon him. The word uh, here, torn in this scripture in the Greek is schizo. It's where we get the word schizophrenic. And uh, it means to be torn. I believe when you get baptized and you come up out of the water, there's a tearing from the old to the new. There's something open to you, tears you away from that old and lets you walk in that newness and that new life. Amen? Amen. I'll close with this with a couple thoughts. Baptism is the initial step of a faithful heart saying, God, I know you're doing a work in me. God, I know you're doing these new things in me. And I want to take a step toward faithfulness for you. And I'm going to su submit, I'm going to surrender my life to this moment of baptism. Baptism is public faith in action. So it's taking your faith and putting it in action publicly. It's saying, hey, God did this work in me, and he's doing a work in me, and he's continuing to do a work in me, and I just want the world to see. Amen? Amen. Baptism is an outward expression of inward faith. So it's just an awesome like stepping out of like what God's doing on the inside of you. And God honors that and rewards that and increases you in that. A yeah. couple questions that we get, and uh, I'll be wrapping up here in just a minute. A couple questions we always get uh, when it comes to baptism that I just want to answer logistically. And the uh, first one is this, if I've already been baptized, should I be baptized again? I just come back to you and just be like, you, you remember the moment. You remember if it meant something to you, if you encountered God in it, or if you just went through the motions. Um, and, it, and it wasn't a thing. Go, again, there's no rule about how many times. What you want is you want a moment with God. If you feel like there's things in your life uh, that you want to leave behind, that you want to bury while God's doing a work in you, then absolutely sign up and do it again and see God do an amazing thing in you. Another question we always get is, can my child be baptized? 
to my child be baptized. And you're going to see for the next three weeks uh, up until August 6th, you're going to see uh, our kids are going to come out of kids ministry with a baptism information flyer. And uh, we believe it's amazing if kids get baptized, if they have the understanding of what it is. Here's a family experience that we had a couple years ago. Dad got to be outside the tank, got to help baptize the little one. Just a really cool, joyous moment. This little guy here, he knew what he was getting into. <laughs> if I can say it that way. But he had full understanding. He knew what it meant. He knew all what it meant. And he was excited. He was eager. He was looking forward to it. And so what I was saying a minute ago is your, your kids are going to get a sheet. They're going to hear some things about baptism. And we're leaving that responsibility and that decision up to you. If you feel like your kids have an understanding of salvation and baptism and what it all means, then absolutely sign them up. We'd love to see a family moment. And if you want to stand on the outside of the tank or the inside of the tank or levitate, whatever you want to do with it, we'd love to see families be a part of it because it pleases God. Amen. And so, yes, your children can be baptized if they have an understanding. So talk with them. When you get home, make a connection. Talk with them. Have a conversation with them about it. And, uh, and if you don't feel like they're there, then you have time. We can do it another time. Uh, but I believe this, and this is how I was raised. Uh, I don't believe there's such thing as like the junior Holy Spirit, like a less than version of like, well, the kids only get this much and the adults get more of this. And this gonna... Listen, we saw in scriptures with Samuel that God spoke directly to a child. And he responded. So I believe that God could speak to your kid and he could respond. Amen. And so I don't rule anything out. Uh, and so there's that. Another one is this. Can my, uh, what's the difference between like infant baptism and being baptized older? Uh, we find it in scripture here in Luke chapter 2, 22 through 40. You see that Jesus' parents brought him to the temple to be dedicated. So as a child, and that's what we do here as a church, they're prayed over, they're dedicated unto the Lord. We pray for the parents. At the young age, when they don't have understanding, we dedicate them in life as they get older and they can, again, make a, a decision and have an understanding, then we believe baptism happens at their choosing. Does that make sense? And, uh, and so that's what we believe. And so like we don't sprinkle or anything like that at a, at a young age. We, we do that when they choose to be baptized. And so, so that's where we land on that. And so my encouragement to you is this. If at all you felt a stirring that this is something you need to do and you need to be a part of, do it sign up, go out there, sign up, get connected. We'll answer all your questions. We'll take away all your concerns, all your fears. We throw a party. It's a ton of fun. We have a free shirt for you that you get to wear and all this cool stuff in place. Again, any questions you have, we'll help you with. And um, we want it to be something that's just celebrated and really encouraged because God celebrates it. It makes him proud when we participate in that. Amen.